You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance and ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Uh, just for some housekeeping notes, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. Be sure to follow the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram at Bleeding Green Institute. I've run that tons of great Eagles content on there all week long. Uh, additionally, you can check out my Patreon subscription newsletter, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy for all your Eagles, Sixers, Philly sports talk. Uh, today's podcast, I'm having a guest on. Uh, it'll join us shortly. It is Jeff Parles. Uh, he is a gambling expert based out in New Jersey. Currently, we'll be talking about the NFC East race, the Eagles-Giants game on Thursday night football. I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon, so you're likely listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, you know, betting spreads for tonight, uh, odds on who should win the NFC East uh, overall, and then looking at the Eagles schedule going forward and figuring out where they are going to be able to stack some wins. So check it out. Thank you all for listening. Now on to the guest. Jeff. How you doing? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be on with you, Seamus. It's a it's a it's a fun week uh, in the NFL, and of course, uh, the Eagles and the Giants. Uh, a few days from now, we'll get to get to kick it off in a fun way for all of us, man. Yeah, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon, the back to back Monday night games. I'm all about that. Like, I love when they do it in Week One every season, and I wish that was kind of a de facto thing going forward. Yeah, I look uh, from a betting perspective, having two Monday games is awesome. Um, and, and you know what, I, I lived, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm still a Nevada resident spending time in New Jersey right now. It was nice to have the West coast field, a uh, feel on the East coast, uh, these last few Mondays with these extra early starting Monday games. Yeah. I tweeted, I think yesterday I was like, the only time I'd ever really want to leave Philadelphia is to be in like Denver mountain West or Pacific time zone where I could be watching football at 10 or 11 AM on Sunday morning, 5 PM on you know, Monday evening and going to bed at 9.30 every weekend, like, you know, a functional adult. It's something that, uh, look, uh, not much good at all, if any good at all, has come from uh, this era that we're in right now with with, with the virus uh, being out there. But if we could get multi- a Monday night doubleheader, honestly, would be a lot better for me than just having games on Thursday. Because the quality of play on Mondays... Uh, would be a lot better because these teams would be on short weeks, and also too, I I, lo- I really do like the five five fifteen Eastern kickoff time. I think it would be a great reward for people getting off of work uh, on the East Coast as well. Yeah, I clocked out of work yesterday, and then you know just cracked the cold one open, and I'm like, this is my night. I can't wait to go. That's spectacular, truly spectacular. So Jeff, what is your experience in the gambling world in terms of where can listeners find you? Where can they read your work, listen to your work, watch your work? Of Just course. to give you some background on how Jeff 
knows his crap what he's talking about. Right <laughs> so uh so uh, I I am currently with uh the book with Book It Sports, uh host of the Parlay cast, a nice little play on words with my last name, uh more than anything. Uh where uh the app is launching on November first. It's really gonna be uh Seamus is gonna be the the Instagram of sports betting in the way of uh, the social media aspect and being able to post your videos, post your your pictures, post your bet slips, post your bets, period. Uh, something that just really isn't out there right now in the sports betting landscape. So we're really excited for that to launch on November 1st. Also in my background, uh, from uh, March 2019 to uh, really the, the day that everything was canceled, that uh, Friday after everything got postponed in March, I was with uh, the Vegas Stats and Information Network uh, for okay. a year. Uh, before I was laid off in March, I was a producer. I hosted a show, Market Watch. I filled in for the Green Zone. I, it was a great time living out in Vegas and working for a company that uh, was uh, at least partially founded by the great Brent Musburger. So um, it, it is right now the one sole sports gambling exclusive radio station on Sirius XM. So that's really where uh, where I I, I, uh, I learned my stuff and. Uh, I you can't say perfected the craft because you never perfect this craft, but at least got, got a little bit, not a little more knowledge to at least at least feel like I'm a little bit uh, smarter than I was when I got there for sure. Talking about, I guess the the experience curve with gambling, and as you've seen that the legalization of it in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and some other states over the last two or three years, there's been an explosion of casual fans and casual betters getting in on the action that. You know, they wouldn't have been comfortable, you know, dealing with an offshore book, you know, a handful of years ago or, you know, old, super old school local bookie or something along those lines. Have you seen that impact betting lines, things swinging certain ways? Or I don't want to say prey, but these odds makers and casinos knowing that they're getting more kind of chumps in the mix than you know, experienced veteran people. Look, the public is always going to move lines every once in a while. Um, look, it doesn't impact the lines that much. There are a lot of other factors that are going to impact it. Sometimes you're going to see slightly different lines for, let's just take the classic books out in Nevada, uh, your, your Westgate super books. Uh, I know MGM is here in New Jersey, uh, where I'm at right now, but MGM's main book is in, uh, in Vegas. Obviously William Hill is one that's across the country now. Um, they may have slightly different lines than your DraftKings and your FanDuel's of the world, even though. DraftKings, Bet Rivers, and a few others are Canby books. It's the same operating system, so those lines are very similar to one another, if not the exact same lines. So, uh, look, uh, it's the new gambling jurisdictions. Yeah, sometimes you get some some stuff that doesn't make much sense, uh, but it's very rare. And and look, uh, the people that are making these numbers, especially when it's not a computer, they're very very sharp. Uh, and usually not, at least on the NFL, they're not coming out with a bad line. You sometimes get that in college football and other sports, but in the NFL, it's very rare you see just like, wow, this line has moved three points since open. The only time that would ever happen is if like you had a major injury happen. Yeah, like Cam Newton two weeks ago or whatever it was. Exactly, exactly. When Cam Cam tested positive for COVID and uh, that line went from seven to ten and a half, which... Uh, probably should have moved a little bit lo- 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 more because of how bad Brian Hoyer ended up being. Oh my God, uh, what we, a we game for- that was. We, for- we forgot how, you know, a lot of this, in this weird year, a lot of my bad handicaps this year have just been misevaluations on either guys being better than I remembered 
or in the case of the Dallas Cowboys, granted, they've kind of gotten, uh, they, they've done a lot of it to themselves. And obviously Dak getting hurt has really uh, changed the tune of that team. But I completely undervalued how horrible Mike McCarthy really is. Forgot how bad he was. That he and Jason Garrett are essentially the same guy. And that showed up so far. And there's that's one of the many reasons that Dallas is 2-4 and four and why the Eagles have a pretty damn big game uh, coming up at 1-4-1, one, one, as ridiculous as that is. Yeah, McCarthy was supposed to be this quote-unquote smarter hire than Jason Garrett. The players were all buying in. Now there's already discord in the locker room. They're not keeping things internal. And then you have situations where they have that putrid field goal kick at the end of the first half when they're down you know, a couple touchdowns already. Just no aggressiveness, not, no pizzazz. You should be, when you have a backup quarterback in there, when you're already down huge, you should be trying to play the percentages, trying to get the you know extra 2% every edge you can. It just seems like, you know, minus the egregious clapping constantly on the sideline, there hasn't actually been a huge difference between Mike McCarthy and Jason Garrett out there. The, the, the 55, I will say, the end of the half field goal was bad, but it was nowhere near as ridiculous as the field goal that they attempted down three touchdowns, or down whatever it was, down 25 in the third quarter, the 55-yard kick that Zerline and they missed. Zerline missed by about a mile um, on, a, on that lame-looking duck hook. But look, it's... Uh, Again, uh, the Eagles are one of the teams that, honestly, everyone in the NFC East has benefited from the Cowboys being much worse than expected. The Eagles being alive, and heck, I mean, football team and the Giants are still still in this thing, as ridiculous as it is. Yeah, the WFT still has the, as of right now, the tiebreaker over the Eagles. I know that tie in the Eagles record from the Week 3 game against the Bengals that drew of every fan in Philadelphia absolutely insane, and especially Doug Peterson's decisions at the end of the game in overtime, but in a weird, twisted way and kind of a falling backwards into a success way, that might actually be, the, you know, unfortunately, the, a terrible decision became their most prudent one, uh, kind of a result of a process situation that may you know, give them a division title over a six and ten Cowboys team, a six and ten Washington team, a five and eleven Giants team. Yeah, no. Look again. Uh, well, I, I say it all the time. The, the, there are bets that you make from a gambling perspective that may be good bets that lose, and there are bets that you make that are really just wrong side bets, and you get lucky. So uh, it's the same sort of thing. I look. I know Peterson uh, got got a lot of flack for settling for the tie, but. Look, uh, just looking ahead at how bad the division is, like you said, 6-9-1 or 7-8-1 may get the job done. And that silly, stupid tie against Cincinnati could be the difference of the Eagles actually hosting a playoff game or missing the playoffs uh, in the end. Yeah, they have five division games left uh, this week against Giants on Thursday Night Football, home on Sunday Night Football the following week uh, against Dallas. Uh, a bye week, then the Giants once again up in your New Jersey, and then in Week 17 they play Washington again this time in Philadelphia. Essentially, they have one win. If they go six on one, if they just win the remainder of the division games, uh, it seems increasingly, increasingly likely that they'll probably end up winning division, even though they've only beat one team outside of the division, which is absolutely insane. But this is the state of you know I've been saying this is the worst division in the history of. Not just professional sports, but organized sports. Hey, you know what? It might be. It really might be. Uh, because uh, there's two wins outside of the division right now for the NFC East. As you said, the Eagles had one of them on the Sunday night against Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard a few weeks ago. And the only other one was, Cowboy, was the Cowboys against the Falcons, which, look, the, uh, the, the, the Falcons 
uh, did everything humanly possible to lose that game and did accidentally lose that game. So it's it's really bad at what the state of the division is. And and look, and I will say this, the Eagles this morning were about plus 135, plus 140 to win the NFC East. Uh, if you think they're going to beat the, the Giants, and if you think Dallas is going to go down the football team this weekend, which I actually think, uh, I think Washington beats Dallas in Landover, and I think the Eagles take care of business on Thursday. I think that may be worth a bet in the futures market, betting the Eagles right now to win the the NFC East crown, as ridiculous as that may seem. Yeah, instead of just taking the Eagles, I think they're at, I've seen them at minus four on some bucks, minus three and a half. So I feel like it might actually be more prudent decision to just take um, the, the line to win the division rather than just, you know, expect them to, you know, win by six points or whatever it is on Thursday night. Yeah, you know what? This is a really difficult game on Thursday because it's a short week. Uh, crazy feels, injuries. It crazy, feels, crazy it, injuries. Yeah, it feels like the entire Eagles team, other than Carson Wentz, is on IR right now. It really does. Uh, and look, the Giants are are really horrible football team, as, as we were saying, too. They were very fortunate to win that game on Sunday. Uh, if Kyle Allen's uh, wide receiver doesn't slip, uh, on that two-point conversion, I, I think Washington converts that and when Washington wins the game. Um, and we're looking at the Giants being over for the season still and still in the running for Trevor Lawrence, which uh, the Jets basically uh, – I think the Jets have that number one pick on the lock at, at this point. It's going to be uh, going to be awfully difficult for uh, for for anyone to catch new, the, uh, the, the green New York team uh, in the end. But look, uh, right now I'm seeing four on the Eagles, total 43-and-a-half uh, – uh, for this, I, I, you probably are right laying four with the Eagles, but as we saw last year in a similar spot on a prime time with a horrible, horrible Giants team, uh, that quite frankly, the Giants should have won that game last year in Philadelphia on Monday night. Yeah, it went to overtime. Yeah, the Giants should have won that game. And what, what would have been one of Eli's last wins, um, obviously, was his next to last start in the end. But look, the, uh, the, the, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if this is a low-scoring game where neither offense can really get out of its own way, and the Eagles win the game like 17-13. So I, I would look towards uh, the total, uh, Sheamus, is probably the, the better way to look at this game and look at betting an under, even though I will say the Eagles offense, with all those injuries the last two weeks, I will give them credit. I know it took them a long time to get going against Baltimore, but they still scored 28 points against a really good defense. And they were averaging over eight yards of play for a good chunk of the Pittsburgh game. And that's a really good defense as well. So their offense, after really looking awful early in the year, really the first four weeks, even the San Francisco game, they didn't really move the ball in that game. They just hit the big pass play to Fulgham, and they uh, and Wentz had the had the good run. City savior. Good running. It, it, the offense has looked a little bit better, even with just how bad uh, the injury bug is for the Eagles right now. Yeah, they're down to two starters uh, <laughs> from like crazy. the offseason and center Jason Kelsey and Wentz. They're on like. Right tackle three, right guard three, left guard two, left tackle three, you know, tight end three, four, wide receiver, you know, four, five, six, running back two, three. It, it's just a disaster. Yeah, it really is. And, and look, it's probably the fact that when, and I'm not a Jalen Hurts believer. I, I didn't think he was a good pro prospect coming in. And I know there's been clamoring to get him more time. Uh, Wentz has his issues. The accuracy is a problem. The turnovers are obviously a problem, uh, but look, Carson Wentz is still a, a still a good NFL starter. Um, and, and look, there'd be other ways to utilize Hurts. I wouldn't mind actually with all the the, the the injuries at this point. 
if Doug Peterson got created and said, you know what, we're going to put two quarterbacks on the field and we're going to make you actually um, do something, actually uh, have to pay attention to Jalen Hurts possibly having to throw the ball uh, in circumstances like we saw this past week against Baltimore twice. Uh, so, hey, look, it's when you have, again, what is it, 14 guys on IR right now? Uh, which is just a lunacy number at any point and even more lunacy in going into week seven. You got to do some things that you just wouldn't normally do. But again, the spot is good. You're getting a bad team coming off its first win. So um, it is, again, the benefits of playing in the NFC East. You're going to see bad teams when you have divisional games and four and two, five and one in the division. And I know that would mean the Eagles have to win the rest of their divisional games. Uh, four and two or five and one in the division, getting to six wins, five wins, you have to find one or two other wins out of the division and you might accidentally win this thing. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. I feel like they they have a terrible, terrible three-game stretch with Seattle, New Orleans, and Green Bay. Yeah. uh, End of November, December. I mean, that's just Seattle and New Orleans have had their number. I feel like my, my entire existence, you know, Russell Wilson... Uh, against the Eagles has become, you know, sort of an insider joke amongst Eagles fans where, you know, there was a lot of clamor for the Eagles wanting to draft him and then they passed on him the second round thinking he'd be there at their pick in the third round and that was sort of cursed by 
Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll ever since then. So you're really not getting any of these outside the division wins. Your best chances, I would think, are they play in Cleveland and after Baker Mayfield's meltdown on Sunday, who knows what the state of their offense is uh, come, what is it, late October, early November, whatever that game is. And then uh, in late December, they go on the road in Arizona, who obviously looked spectacular last night, even with DeAndre Hopkins not necessarily being totally, totally in sync with Kyle Murray early. Kyler Murray early on in the game, uh, there's still just a ton of weapons on that offense. Kenyon Drake was awesome, and Christian Kirk had his, you know, he's on one of my fantasy teams, finally had a breakout game this season. Yeah, look, again, the, the schedule out of the division is really difficult, and that's why winning this game on Thursday night is critical to the whole operation here. Uh, for for Philadelphia and, and look, uh, that's it, it, and on the flip side, even though the tie might end up helping, tying that game against Cincinnati was really just a, a horrible result because the Bengals. Uh, let's face it, the Bengals are by far the easiest non-division game that the Eagles have this year. So again, that that's that's why that tie, even though again it might end up saving them, really at least for right now hurts them uh, in the grand scheme of things. Again, like I said, it's just such a weird season where a 6-9-1 and one Philadelphia team might end up winning the division because of that ridiculous tie. Yeah, it's one of those things where at the time I thought, if you're losing your cupcake games, if you're losing your gimme games, that means you're the cupcake team. You're the gimme team, not Cincinnati. It's, it's you. You're the Correct. joke of the league. Yeah, well, the, the entire division is the joke of the league right now. Uh, really, the... the, the uh, in all honesty, the I-95 corridor in the Northeast uh, from uh, a, taking out the Ravens uh, basically right now going from Jersey on south is a joke. Take out the Ravens, the rest of that. I mean, the Eagles are the best record on the corridor at 1-4-1. and one. I'm so excited for the game on Thursday. And even after these last two weeks, I've gotten more enjoyment out of the Cardinals-Cowboys game last night than I have like every other Eagles game this season combined where like the only enjoyment you get as an NFC East fan if one of your teams is an NFC East team is this pure sense of shade and fraud watching your other the other teams in division play, which is why I'm pumped for a Sunday. I'm just going to go full Sunday ticket. Eagles obviously played Thursday, watch Washington against Dallas and just like root for hell. Uh, for the football team, even though that's, that's still so weird to say against Dallas. And then, you know, somehow miraculously Monday morning, it's Dallas week. They're playing against Dallas and they're in first place in division. It's kind of crazy, isn't it, at this point? And I will say this. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Dallas without Dak, uh, I, I didn't. a lot of us did not account for how big of a drop-off it was from Prescott to Dalton. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. It's much worse than any of us expected with how bad Dalton looked last night. And there's also, it's more than Dalton, the offensive line. Dallas's offensive line stinks now with all those injuries and Travis Frederick's yeah. retirement. Uh, that's a different team. And not only that, Ezekiel Elliott's on the wrong side at this point. Can't hold on to the ball. Um, so, look, I, I, I absolutely at this point, uh, it, it, looking at how bad these other teams are, take enjoyment out of their just failings like we saw last night from Dallas. Dalton, I didn't know if that's a one-game blip where he needs time to actually connect with – I mean, obviously, receiver position is as stacked as anyone in the entire NFL. Uh, is it going to be a situation where he needs more time to connect with those guys? Or is it ultimately going to be like, this is just who Andy Dalton is in his post-Cincinnati you know, Cincinnati career, his post-prime, if you even want to consider what he had did with the Bengals a prime? Uh, obviously, as an Eagles fan, uh, I'm hoping it's the latter. You know what? 
I'd probably lean that way. And again, it's not like he has an offensive genius in Mike McCarthy coaching him right yeah. now. I mean, it's just, it just, that's a whole mess. That really is a whole mess. In all honesty, like, look, if you're the Eagles and find a way to win the division, sure, you'll take it. But again, the team, in order to really be able to compete to win anything more than just the division title in a historically bad division, uh, obviously things have to be reworked uh, this upcoming offseason. Again, we got a long, long way to go here. And I, I expect the Eagles to win this week, win against Dallas, and then beat the Giants and have that big three-game winning streak in the middle of the season they need before things really get difficult again. So you're thinking, to close up, you're thinking Eagles and unders on Thursday night. We're like recording the, this on Tuesday. It might it might be Wednesday or Thursday I, you guys are listening to this. I like the under as long as you are still in the in the mid in the mid to uh, not extremely low 40s. I would not lay more than four with Philadelphia. If it comes down, I'd consider I would I would take it at three very happily, getting to uh, winning by a field goal being a push. But I would lean under. Uh, I know Thursday night overs have been really good so far this year, but I think with these teams, um, I don't think I look. Neither offense is particularly good. Neither defense is particularly good. Uh, but the Giants' defense at least has shown in some games that they can actually slow people down for a little bit. And I don't think the Eagles' defense against a bad offense will get uh, will get shelled uh, at, at all because I think Daniel Jones is just bad. Uh, so I like under and I like Philadelphia. Those would be the leans for in this game coming on Thursday. Yeah, and then uh, Philadelphia did win the division. He said this morning plus one thirty-five. Yeah, I want to be hopping on as soon as this podcast is over. I'm hopping on that. Yeah, I like that. I look. I think it's uh, look. I, they're they're just better than New York and, and Washington. And look, they have they've had Dallas's number the last few years. So they get them on a Sunday night. Uh, I know there'll only be about 6,500 people in the link on that Sunday night, but you know what? We've seen that we just saw how bad Dallas is, and now the yapping is coming out from behind closed doors out to the media, as we saw this morning uh, with Jan, with Jan Slater's report on uh, basically uh, a bunch of Cowboys players telling her, yeah, our coaching staff has no idea what the heck they're doing. They're really bad at their job. So it's already starting there in Dallas after a two and four start where they're technically leading the division in the next to last week of October. Outrageous. It's well, great. Jeff, <laughs> thank you for coming on. We could follow you at Twitter at Jeff Parles, uh, P-A-R-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. Do you plug any social media stuff else that you, you need to throw out there yeah, for the listeners you, to go just, check out? Just shout out at, at, at book it, at book it, uh, excuse me, at book it HQ on the tweets. You can search for book it sports and it'll pop up. Uh, same deal on Instagram. Uh, search for Book It Sports. Follow us. The app launches on November 1st. And uh, just follow there for more information so you can download that app on 11.1 when it's ready to roll. That's the most important thing that's happening the first week of November. I will say uh, there's going to be a lot of fun uh, that uh, that week, uh, to just put it lightly <laughs> there, Seamus. And also, too, uh, on 11.1, the biggest reward of all uh, for the app, the app's launch, we get the Jets at the Chiefs which might break the NFL record for the largest point spread in the history of a regular season game. So do you know what that is offhand? No, we don't, we don't have it yet, but basing it off. Remember when Peyton was in Denver and the Jaguars were really, really bad in 2013, Denver was 26 and a half. I would, I, yeah, Jacksonville did cover that game, by the way, I would expect Kansas city to approach four touchdowns and I would not be shocked. If we get 27 and a half, 28 on Kansas City hosting the Jets on 11 1. 
Good lord. Well, yeah, it's gonna be bad. That's gonna be real bad. That's like the most yeah. non-Eagles NFL thing I'm looking forward to now is to see what what the heck that line's gonna be. Yeah, and you know what the scary part of it is? The Jets are gonna be three touchdown dogs in a minimum of four more games this season. That's how bad it has gotten. <laughs> well, I gotta get on the I gotta get on the bucket app for that then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're you're selling everyone on it. Uh Shabus, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. This is uh a lot of fun and uh I hope I hope we can uh, make some money for the for the listeners out there. That's all it's about. We're giving you guys free money. That's all it's about. <laughs> and to close up again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. Check out the BGN Insta app, Bleeding Green Insta. I'll be doing content on there all day Thursday leading up to the Eagles-Giants game. Go Birds, baby. Let's get some Travis Fulgham touchdowns out there. Let's get this win and go into Dallas week and take control of the NFC East. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.